came a long way. That's what the song said. And I could do all things. I could do all things. Yeah, I could do all things. Yeah, yeah. We came a long way. That's what the song said. And I could do all Hey, what's up? What's going on? And welcome to the Be Real Podcast, where we keep it real on social issues, history, news, faith, and everything in between. It's your one-stop podcast with thought-provoking talk and real content. Now, it's time to get real with your host, Brandon Mosley. What's up, what's up? You know what I'm going to tell you. That's why I get out one time. I could do walking here, yeah, yeah. That's what the song say. I could do all things. Yeah, yeah. That's what the song say. I could do all things. Yeah, yeah. What's going on? It's your host, Brandon Mosley at the Be Real Podcast once again. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in once again. Season two still. Um, first and foremost, please make sure you're giving me a five star and writing a review. And um, also, please go ahead and like the Facebook or um, Instagram account under the Be Real Podcast. Can't miss it. You'll find it. I promise you that. And the links are um, in the show notes as well. Uh, with that being said, we have an amazing episode. I want to get straight to it. Um, I have my wife on this episode because this month made 14 years of dating. Um, and this summer will make eight years of marriage, but seven years marriage so far. Um, so I wanted to do a, a episode with her and kind of talk about our, our, our life together. Um, how we met, how we fell in love and how we continue to be in love. Um, and tell some really great stories. So I really think you're going to enjoy this. And also, if you do enjoy this and you have other questions you want her to answer or myself, feel free to uh, email me. Email will be in the show notes. Once again, guys, I won't tell a story this time because this episode is jam-packed with amazing stories. So with that being said, enjoy this episode. All right. We have our very first in-studio guest ever in the middle of COVID. I made it happen. And the only reason I made it happen, because it's my wife, y'all, Rosalind Mosley. Say what's up, girl. Hello, everyone. She's trying to sound cute, y'all. She's trying to sound cute. <laughs> so we wanted to talk about our relationship, um, how we met, and all these good things, and what are so positive secret of uh happiness and marriage so uh let's 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 get straight into it babe um do you want to say anything special to the people first you want to say anything to them no no she's so quiet she's trying to be cute you know go through it answer the questions throughout the podcast and yeah yeah (laughs) all right so babe so how do we even meet in the first place so do you want me to take this one first or you got to how did we meet? You know what? I'm going to go ahead and let you tell um, the podcast listeners how we met <laughs> because, you know, I always say you have a fabricated... Um, fabricated? What do you mean? Yeah. I'm tell what you was on when I met you. So you go, ahead and let, you go ahead and tell your side of the story. And if I feel that that's not how it went down, then I'll go ahead and correct you. So go ahead. Correct? What? 
she already trying to correct me on my podcast, y'all. That's a problem. So, boom, let me tell you what happened. I first saw this beautiful young lady at a club. I was, it was the um, thing called an icebreaker. A bunch of schools from the L.A. region went into a night of partying at a club. And I was there um, looking dashing as usual. And um, I was really having a good time. I was out there, you know, getting numbers, doing what I had to do. That's what you had to back in that time. And I saw this girl walk through the door. I'm like, oh, she, she cute. Okay. She's kind of bad. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to get my chance, you know, get at her, whatever. And um, the girls that she came with, I saw them on the dance floor, like wild, like doing backflips and flips and splits on the floor. It was crazy. And I was like, yeah, maybe... Maybe she's like them, and they that might be a little bit too much for me right now. I'm I'm a little more reserved. The funny thing is, is I didn't even dance that night with like a man. I danced like you know amongst my homegirls that I was with because I was with um my other homegirls as well, not those ones that you're talking about that were doing back flips and crawling on the walls and stuff. <laughs> but- <laughs> so you want to interrupt my story? Okay. Go ahead. Okay, I feel it. I feel it. So uh, I was like, yeah, I'm good. So I ended up getting two other girls' numbers that night, by the way. Went on a couple of dates with them. But that's another story. It don't even matter, huh, babe? Doesn't. <laughs> it don't even matter. We talking about us. Yeah. I'm joking. All right. So I saw her again at my dorm. My roommate invited her over to, to hang out. And um, I was like, oh, I didn't put two to two together. That was her. But I was like, she cool. And I told him, like, hey, man, when I see her um, around the way, just let you know I'm, I'm going to get her number, right? Because I was giving off the vibes to her. It was like, you know, and um, and uh, she was, I just felt like she was feeling me. Like I, I remember what you had on, too. What I have on. You had on, like, a little tracksuit. So I th- for some reason, I thought you was, like, a basketball player for a DH. And I was like, man, you a basketball player for DH? I'm thinking, because it was like a hoodie and had, like, a, you know, like a, a warm-up suit. Yeah, I have my high school warm-up suit on. I was a hooper. Don't play me. Yeah, so I thought you was, you know, basketball, you know, a baller. And I was like, man, he is cute. And you you were really in my face. So I remember <laughs> you were in my face. I wasn't in your face. I was by your face. Okay. So, um, so that few weeks down the road, we had a special event at the school. It was like the Midnight Madness when the basketball team gets to practice their first practice at like midnight. So that event, I saw her. I told myself when I when I see her, the next time I see her, I'm getting her number. So I saw her um, walking across the court. And I was like, I can't run up on her in front of all these people. It's like thousands of people. Like, that's weird. I'm not doing that. So I was like, man, dang. And I'm already sitting down like a couple rows up. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not about to come off thirsty. That's just not me. So I ended up going um, with with a with a friend or a classmate. It wasn't really a friend like my like that. He was one of those guys that talked all the time about how he was going to get this girl that, and he never would. So um, it's this one girl he wanted to talk to that was in our class that he tried to talk to, and she didn't give him no no time. So I saw her and I was like, "Hey, bro, I'm going to get her number and show you how you do it." And um, when we're about to go talk to that girl, I see Roslyn. And her friends, and they just carrying on talking. I said, "Hey, bro, watch this." I sat down, and Rosalind said something like, "You guys are running around like kids, or something like that." And I just 
just looked up at her and I said, I agree. They were running around because they were, um, the RAs were invading people's um, dorms and stuff like that. Because at the time, if you weren't a resident, you can't be on um, the dorms. Yeah, dorm. you're right. We couldn't be on the dorms, but invade the dorms? This ain't Star Wars, babe. <laughs> <laughs> so um, when I said that, she looked down. She has shades on at night, by the way, y'all, at night. Didn't you have some boots on? Cowboy boots. Cowboy boots. I was like, with some, uh, didn't you have like those, uh, what's called twist? Kinky twist. Kinky, Kinky twist. twist. And didn't you have like a flannel shirt or something like that? I'm not sure. Yeah, Probably. Yeah. So I'm so, like, oh, she thinks she a cowgirl. Okay. I feel that. She looked down, pulled down her shades and said, oh, you cute. She mouthed that. She mouthed that. I swear she mouthed that. And I was like, okay. So I got at her. What you got to say, man? That's the part of the story where I'm not too quite sure about Roz, you. wasn't all... Roz, I'm not trying to tell people what's up, but you trust me. Trust me. We're going to go with my story, okay? Okay, sure. sure. So um, back to what I was saying. And um, I was like, okay. And I started chopping it up with her, telling her... Um, she was like, oh, wait, where, you know, where your dorm at? I said, oh, you don't remember? Okay. I said, I'm P6. She had P6. Oh, yeah, I got to come over and hang out. I was like, yeah, before you come over and hang out, I'm going to need your number, though. So that's how I got her number. I got her number. Then um, um, afterwards, I was like, yeah, we um, maybe we could study or something, you know? Something like slick I was trying to say. I got her number. I was like, okay, I- I'll see you later. Gave her a hug. Then I went after to talk to the other girl. So I caught up with the other girl. And I got her number in front of the guy who was trying to talk to her earlier that day and she, she didn't give him no she turned down, turned down, down so bad TD'd him so bad so I got her number I'm talking to her here comes Rosalind again right and mind you I just got Rosalind number I'm we, we don't I don't really know her like that she snatches me up okay and yeah go ahead Roz you want you got something the girl that you were trying to holler at the crazy thing is is she was she I, I don't know if she did she live by me like did she live upstairs from me, she lived upstairs okay, from me. okay yes because you was hollering at her at her right in front of my dorm it was it was literally maybe a couple doors down okay a couple doors was down. it okay well either way it goes you were close enough but but <laughs> yeah clearly was here like, I come around the corner <laughs> She hit the corner so hard. Like, I'm like, I just left you over there. And I thought she was, you, she was literally traveling the other direction. So I'm like, why is she back over here, bro? She snatches me up. It was like, you're walking me to my dorm. So she walks, I walk her to a dorm. I'm in her dorm talking to her. I get a text message from the other girls. Like, are you okay? Is that your girl or something? I was like, no, nah, that's the home girl. Then Roz looked at me and said, is that that girl texting you? I said, no, nah, that's the homie texting me. <laughs> So she was already stressing me. So that's how we met. So is that about right, Rosalind? Yeah, that's about right. Yeah, yeah. Just play me. That's how we met. And we've been riding ever since, baby. Yeah, we really have, man. Oh, God. And how many years? That, that was, was 14 years ago, y'all. 14 years I was ago. 19 when I met this When girl. was um, the Midnight Madness? Was it November or October? It was October. October. It was like the end of October or mid October. Was it before? It was before Halloween. So it was, yeah, it was like two weeks before Halloween. It was like October 18th or something yeah. like that. 14 years. That's why I, how I met her. So the crazy thing is um, we had, when we were talking and we were trying to get serious, um, I remember I was working at Nordstrom's and I got in a car accident before I met Rosalind the week before because I was telling Rosalind, I was talking to different girls. I was doing my thing 
and I got a car accident and I was I was out of commission, y'all. And um I remember I was I just got a ride from to work and I worked it all the way in Orange County. I and we I lived in LA on campus. So I'm on the phone, she's talking to me. She was like, So what are we? I said, We're really good friends. <laughs> And um, she's like, oh, we're, we're really good friends, huh? And she's like, bye, I hung up on me. I'm like, oh, snap. And this is after I dropped you off? No, no, this is like, you didn't drop me off that day. It was another, yeah. And um, she didn't take any of my phone calls. She was doing her little thing. And um, I came back running around saying, we could be more than friends. <laughs> so so women, uh, uh, if he's not acting right, put him, put him in timeout. She put me in timeout. It worked out. So, Roz, um, tell us, do you remember our first date? I mean, our first official date or like our first like time being like one on one hanging out, kicking it. You can tell <laughs> the hangout story because I know you want to. OK, our first time hanging out was um, at your dorm. Yeah. And um, Brandon decided to put on a movie. That's before Netflix was even popping. There was no such thing as Netflix. Or no, there was Netflix, right? But it was the mail-in. It wasn't the um, yeah, the actual app. But it wasn't hot like that. So we were, we were doing DVDs. So you popped in a DVD, and that DVD happened to be School Days. Never, honestly, I don't even think I've even heard of the movie until you. Never heard of the movie. Never seen the movie. And I fell in love. To this day, that's like one of my like top five movies. Culture, I gave her the culture. Yes, he did. Like we even have the movie hung up in our um in our house. That's how much like that movie means to me and to us. Um, you know, the start of something beautiful. But um, we watched the movie. I don't know if I really paid it. Like, did we finish it or did we finish it another day? I don't remember. Oh, we finished it. Yeah, we finished it. Yeah. And, um, but like, I don't know if it, it had been to be after the movie, I think, or was it during the movie you decided to um, do a personal dance for me? Not like none of that weird. I'm talking about like actually broke out dancing. And at the time, the song Chicken Noodle Soup was hot. So I was doing a two. And so he was doing the choreography to that song. I was cold, y'all. And I was giving him that awkward laugh, you know? To not make him feel uncomfortable, like <laughs> and he like felt that young, he felt that that was a cheer on encouragement. So he continued to do the routine while singing the song. And I was like, "Man, this guy is really breaking a sweat for me." <laughs> like, <laughs> I really was, y'all. I was jigging, bro. Chicken noodle chicken noodle soup. What's up? And he was like, every he was going faster. I was like, wow. Was and like, the funny <laughs> thing with that, uh, big up to my my homeboy Johnny. The week before, the week or two, like a couple weeks before, me and him was at a at a party at in a club. This is before me and you. I think that was before me and you started talking. And um, we came. It was eighties night, eighties nineties night, and me and him came in Miami Vice. We came in suits, y'all. Everybody else had like overalls. We was really like really out there suited, really into character. Yeah, yeah, bro. And when that song came on, it was like a movie. Everyone ran to the to the um, dance floor. Me and him was just chilling though. We was like, man, we ain't really with that. But at the time, that song was like super hot. Yeah. The song, the the, the dance, too. all that, huh? We fly high. Oh yeah. No lie. You, you know, know this. Bowling. That was like two. So in the club, that would come on. But um, 
Yeah, that was that. That's when I was. I also another girl from San Diego was trying to talk to me that night too, and because Rod's from San Diego, so I, I don't know. I guess San Diego girls are just they they find me, so find they were finding me then. Um, so yeah, that that was our first hangout. But our first first official date was um, we were going to go to the mall, and my car was wrecked. You know, um, so I couldn't drive. I felt like I felt like a little buster, right? So she was like, I'll drive. I was like, all right, cool, cool, cool. And she was like, hey, when last time you saw your parents or your family? Or when last time you've been out there? And I was like, bro, I don't know. You know, I'm just out here. <laughs> and she she offered to drive me to Riverside, to the mall out there. And I was like, dang, she a real one. Um, and when I first met Roz, when I was or when I went to her dorm, I could hear her music playing. It was like flow a tree and all this like earthy stuff. She had a peace love jacket and all this stuff. So I'm like, oh, she different. I like this. Okay. She kind of reminded me of homegirl from um the different world. Um, so when we get to a car, she started bumping Trina. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, go ahead, man. Hey, I was really trying to show out, y'all. Oh man. Oh my God. <laughs> Man, she she was really out here. I was and she was bumping. I was bumping it so loud. And so you know, Trina nasty, old school Trina nasty. I'm like, she went from like flowetry, all that like deep music, you know, NDIRE. Then we get her car. She on some um some Trina. I remember driving like, crazy too. Yeah, I was going. Yeah, like she decided we was on our way to uh, Cerritos, and all of a sudden she decided to take me to Tyler Mall. And which is in Riverside, and she was like hitting corners on the freeway, like, like you know, I couldn't say anything because it's not my car. I just met this girl, but I'm like, I was trying to make like, like tr- trying to like somehow head hand signals to let her know, like, hey, can you slow it down? I'm holding tight onto the uh, the rail. You're joking, huh? Yeah. I'm like, hey, you going fast? Yeah. Like, oh, you can move, right? <laughs> I'm really saying, can you slow this down, girl? She behind the car, quick. I'm like, dang. How long she have her license? You know, we young at this point. So we get to the Tyler Mall and um I buy some I went to my old uh job and I was working I used to work at the Nordstrom's there and I transferred to another Nordstrom's and I got some shoes and me and her went to a store and I know you hate go ahead. I know you hate you hate this part. I think we were in hot topic. Like That's that. when you purchased your cowbunga, the little ninja turtle uh pullover or hoodie, yeah, zip up jacket. Cool. And I forgot what I purchased. I think maybe like a screen tee or something or graphic tee. And um, we were in line together and the um, employee that was ringing you up was like, oh, are y'all together? And you was like, nah, we separate or something like that. You said like that offended me like to the utmost. Like I was like, I don't know about this dude. Like it was so like small and simple when I look back at it. But at the time, like I was like, no, this dude didn't just say that. Like, like you said it like real aggressive, like nah, we ain't oh, together. In my yeah, in my in my... I was saying we're not paying together. I said no, we're not together like that. We're not paying together. I wasn't saying like oh, we're not together. Like I was all up on like what do you mean? Yeah, I get all that, but the way you say, what do you say? It's not what you say; it's how you say it. And I did not like the way you said it. I'm like, I think no. you had the, I think you was just tripping that day. Okay. Yeah, you was tripping. She always brings that up. She never forgets that. So then she takes me to my um my parents' house because they used to live around the corner from there. Okay. I go in the house and mind you, I haven't had a haircut, so I have a hat on because no car. 
So my hair is really like, nah, I can't. And my parents like, uh, bring who's in the car? I was like, a girl I just met. She just brought me. Oh, I want to meet her. I was like, that's not my girlfriend. Just met her. So she ended up coming in. And my dad embarrassed me and told me to take my hat off. Like, pops, like, bro, what are you, what's wrong with you, bro? My, I don't have a haircut. Like, dang. Then he started talking about, oh, did he tell you he's a minister and all that stuff? Like, dang, pops, like, chill. Like, dang, don't give her everything just yet. So it was, it was a, a awkward, like, you know what I'm saying, moment. Cause I was like, I just met this girl, you know what I mean? Um, but I ended up, uh, she ended up going home. My, I was I had I ended up borrowing a car for my family, my little sister car for like a week, and um, I took her to the gas station. I was trying to fill up her tank, and she was like, "No, keep your money; it's fine." You did, and I thought you did that time. I tried to fool you. I remember you taking me to the gas station. So you didn't get your money. I'm a real one, man. Yeah, I was like, I would. I was trying to fill your tank up back in the day. How much was gas? Like two dollars. But still, at that time, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm a real one for just Yeah, like, I, well, of course. But I'm just saying, like, I didn't take your money. No, no, you didn't take my money. Look at you. Now you're taking it all, huh? I know. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that was our first of, like, I guess you could call a date. Then after that, we went to the movies and we saw Saw 3. And- I don't watch, I'm, no, you, I don't watch scary movies at all. And I went, and I had a, play it off like I was really that guy like like yeah it's nothing but back in my head I'm like I ain't cool with this I remember that yeah I'm just saying like but no I thought you told me he was like I really I remember when because at that time we were just going to movies just you know just because and at the time Saw was freshly out so or a new release so um he was like well you want to go to the movies and I was like yeah let's go see Saw I don't remember which number it was but three, three. okay sorry so it was Saw 3 and he's like man I really am not into them scary movies I was like no nah, it's cool we, it's not it's not Saw it's not scary and he was like all right but then later down the road he was like man I don't like scary like I really don't like scary movies I didn't I didn't think you really were not like a fan of like horror films like, I'm not I'm not gonna say like I'm scared. It's just no, like, I know. I'm, it's not your preference. Yeah, yeah, it's just like I want to leave out a movie like Happy or something, bro. Like I want when I get away, I want to get away. Right. That's like that's hard. Like ah, I don't want to see none of that stuff. But now I'm like it's cool. Like I want to see the Candyman movie when it come out and stuff like that. But yeah, man, that was that was uh that was like our then we went to Denny's afterwards. That was our like the arc of our first few dates. Like you know what I mean? And it was uh trying to get to know each other that was like a different vibe vibe yeah it was weird like but we i felt like we connected so quick yeah seriously like Um, we really connected quick so with that being said like so connected so quick let's talk about when i first met your parents so since we talked about when i met when you met my parents um when i first met your parents so i asked ross and we maybe we might i think we might have been dating a month at this time if that no oh well dating yeah it was a month but officially it was only like maybe a couple week yeah, or a couple weeks November, huh? yeah because it was after thanksgiving yeah after thanksgiving because it was yeah you came right after work yeah after thanksgiving. Work. i want to say it was like that weekend of things because i was in town i was in san diego yeah it had to be so it was right like a couple days it was like that saturday after thanksgiving right and um and we just started dating literally a few days before thanksgiving right and I told her, like, yeah, I need to meet your parents. It's like, no, nah, you don't need to. I was like, no, I need to meet your parents because I'm not going to be dating anyone. I'm a type of person. You got to see that stock. I got to see where you come from, okay? Because <laughs> if you come from, from from some craziness, 
I'm out, right? So I was like, and I didn't think Roz did because I was like, she seems solid, but I don't know. I got to make sure and make sure they cool. So she lives in San Diego. I work in Santa Ana. So I get off of work early. I'm in my full, I worked at North, so I'm in a full suit, right? I take the jacket off, roll up the sleeves, and I, I drive to San Diego. I stop at the gas station, get some gas. Somebody stopped me, accosted me, and said, uh, you look familiar. I know you, some wom- some woman. I'm like, no, I'm not from here. This is my first time being here. <laughs> first time being in these pods. I've been here before, right? <laughs> so... so um, I, I I get in the hop in the car quest. Like, let me get let me get to her house, bro. So I get to her house, and in front of her house, I I see her dad cutting the grass, and I passed the house and did a U turn, and I parked the little little down. You know, not I didn't park right in front of the house, and I walked up to him. And I was like, "Hey, how you doing, sir?" He said, "How are you?" I was like, "I'm good, sir. I'm I'm here to I'm here to uh, see Rosalind. You know." What do you what are you here for? I'm here to see Ross. I'm here to meet you, you and your family. So what are you trying to sell me? I said, I'm trying to sell myself, sir. I want you to get to know me and I want to get to know your family. Um, I'm Rosalind's friend. I don't want to say boyfriend because I don't know like because but you know, old black people like to say friend. So I don't know where they at on on the on the thing. He didn't know nothing about me. He thought I was a salesman. He saw me in his suit. So when I was saying I'm I'm here to get to know you and your family and all that stuff, he's thinking I'm trying to sell him a product. So I'm like Rosalind and, tell, and Rosalind didn't say anything to him about me coming over, and I'm over here looking stupid out of this door talking about yeah I'm here to get to know you and your family. I'm publicly standing here to tell you I apologize for that. I cannot believe I don't know why because it was like. Wasn't like a spur of the moment you coming to San Diego because it was like that day. He's like, yeah, I'm going to try getting off of work early. I'm going to come down there to San Diego and meet you and your or meet your family. Don't talk yourself out of this. No, but I'm saying I really apologize. I can't believe like I did not tell my dad. I was like nervous to tell him like this guy from L.A. is coming down. He's oh, he's my boyfriend, by the way. And he wants to meet you and mom like my mom knew. And then my mom, I think the garage door was open. And then I kind of seen you like talk, like having that conversation with my father. And me and my mom was right uh, like in the um, the den area. And my mom was like, you didn't you didn't tell dad he was coming. I was like, no, I said, you didn't tell him because I told my mom you were coming. And she was like, no, I didn't tell him. That's your responsibility to tell him. And I was like, well, I mean, he know now. <laughs> I was at the door saying, Rosalind didn't tell you? I'm like, bro, like what? I'm in, I, I'm in, like, bro, really thought I was a salesperson. So, all right. So finally, I get through the door. He he realizes who I am, and it, how odd is that? That he finds out his daughter has a boyfriend, a college boyfriend, a handsome one at, at that, and uh, yep. <laughs> and I'm the one who broke it to him. Well, he was he was partially correct though. You are a salesperson. Yeah, or at the I'm time, not, you were a salesperson. But, so. I, but I'm not selling him anything. <laughs> I was like, this guy's odd. Why is he asking me what I'm selling him, bro? Like, and strike number one, right? <laughs> so I get in the house, I change. He was he was kind, though. Everybody was cool. Then I, I, I sat at the um at some table. dining table and um they were sitting in the couch on the couch area and he was just asking me questions. And um 
I used to have a thing where I had a little chin strap. It wasn't much of a chin strap. I was 19, but it was a chin strap. It had some facial hair on it. I felt like I was LeBron James. Couldn't tell me anything, okay? So I'm just rubbing my my hair, right? Just rubbing my facial hair back and forth with my index and my thumb while I'm answering questions, you know, looking real smooth like. And come to find out that he told Rosalind that he did not like me because I was a slickster. I asked my father, I said, why do you feel that he's a slickster? Because when I was talking to him, you know, he was all slouched over rubbing his chin hair and stuff. And I was like, maybe that was comforting to him. Maybe he was a little nervous. I don't know. And then so my grandma happened to catch wind of that conversation. And she was like, that boy is good. That boy is a good boy. I love that boy. Because you met her New Year's Day. Yeah, we went out there New Year's Day. To Oxnard. We didn't didn't stay out there, right? No, we just, it was a turnaround trip. We used to do that often. So, and I know Uncle Junior was over there too. And I was like, no, we love Brandon. Because I I was, you know, Grandma, she loved to tell that story. I was ready. I was ready at the door. Because I thought she was going to bring some boy in there with some some sagging britches. And talking like, nah, I'm saying not, I mean. And I'm like, (laughs) and I'm like, Grandma, first of all. Who talks like that? What Wu-Tang music video did you watch, Grandma? <laughs> and I was like, secondly, like, what do you think of your granddaughter to bring somebody like that home? I mean. What? I don't know what she was thinking. <laughs> I was just saying, I mean. But anyways, Grandma talked that out of my dad. Like, no, nah, that's a good boy, you know, boy with some sense. And ever since then. He's been solid. He's been solid. He's been solid. Yeah, he Mom's been solid, Mom's too. Been solid since day one. She lo- she loved Brandon, too. They still, they they have this weird relationship. Yeah. They really love each other, but they'll, yeah, they're constantly making fun of each other, fighting, and the next thing you know, I love you, Mom's. I love you, too, Brandon. So, I'm like, gag me. That's what I do. <laughs> Pops just be sitting there chilling. I remember when I used to go out there all the time, they used to, it'd be five-star. Oh, God, it'd be five stars. What did you used to call it? Hotel Del Burns? Yeah, Hotel Del Burns or something like that. I was like, Resort Del Burns. I go there. They take me out to dinner every time I go out there. Um, fix me whatever I want to drink when I was out, you know, doing my thing back in the day. So it was... Hey, but you know, throughout the years, though, when you used to come down and visit, you upgraded. Uh, let me tell y'all, bro. The first time I, I was able to spend a night there... I slept downstairs on the couch. And this this is before they upgraded their couch. This couch used to sink me in, bro. I, my back was be killing, but I was like, I'm doing it for my girl. I love her. Then he upgraded me to the the computer room, which had a um, futon. And that thing wasn't much better than the couch, but I was like, okay, at least I'm upstairs now. Then finally, around the time before, I think around the time we got engaged or something like that, I was able to get the bedroom right next to Rosalind. And I kept that bedroom until we got married. So uh, that was my my upgrade. So I, I, when I got married, I got the full upgrade. I was in the same bed. I was like, cool. <laughs> so it came a long way. But uh, Pops was a real one, man. Pops was a real one. He was like, for some reason, he think I'm on like, Trying to sneak into the rumors, like, bro, that's not, it's nothing that that type of party, like, not no, at all. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> so he had me way downstairs by myself. Um, so, one thing is, can we talk about the engagement? How how all went down? You remember? Oh, you proposing to me? My proposal. My oh. proposal. Yeah. So here's the deal. That whole we went to see Kevin Hart that weekend, right? And when we went to Friday, I remember 
her cousin and her kept talking, just saying like, when you going to ask her to marry you in the first place? I'm thinking, my, I got the ring at the house. What you talking about? And I'm just playing off like, yeah, whatever. I ask her when I'm ready. I'm like, yeah, when are you going to propose to me? Good question. Yeah, she's doing all that extra stuff. And I always told her, I'm not going to ask you until I feel like I can um, be the man that, can, I don't want to use the word take care of, like she's a child or something like that, but you know, um, treat her like the queen that her father treated her as. And if I can't do that, then I don't need to ask her to marry me. Um, if I can't provide a home, if I can't provide these things, not saying she can't help me to provide it, but saying if I can't come to the plate with that, then why would I even ask her? Um, so that was my mindset. And when I finally, you know, got, got a career going, was able to buy the ring that I know she wanted. Um, I was like, yeah, that's, then I'm ready. I didn't have to put it on loan. I paid in cash. So I felt good. I was like, yeah, I'm ready. Um, so that whole weekend though, her dad was not home at all. He kept working. So I kept asking like, where your dad at? So her dad was working like some serious overtime or something like that. He was in management at some shipyard. So usually I would see him with no problem. But this week, the week I needed to talk to him cause I didn't want to ask for his darting hand over the phone. I'm like, no, that's him in person. So I finally caught him right before we were going to go out to you know, the, the location. Right. And I told her mom and dad where I was taking her, but I, you know, and I, I didn't tell Rosalind though. What was, what was the island called again? Coronado. 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 Right. So finally her dad was going in and out and getting stuff from his car. And I went out, went out there like, pops, can I talk to you real quick? Yeah. What's going on, Brandon? I said, man, um, I want to marry your daughter. Is that okay with you? And he stopped. He started getting choked up a little bit. I was like, okay, cool. That's good. So I ain't going to say yes then. And um, he said yes. You know what I'm saying? He got had a little teary eye. And I was like, all right, cool. And I told him what I was going to do. And I told his mom, her mom as well, I'm taking her to Coronado Island. And we're going to have a gondolin ride, you know, when the sun going down and stuff like that. Chocolate covered strawberries, you know, stuff like that. And um, dude singing Italian music. And um, I said, don't say nothing to her, though, about, you know, where I'm going. So we're leaving. We're leaving. And her mom said, don't forget the lifeboat. And her dad just. And she Half sleep. My dad's sleep. But, but, but your mom was on a computer. Put it, and her dad got up and said, you mean life jacket. I said, oh, just. And moms did not look up. No, she knew she messed up. She messed up. <laughs> I'm like, talk too much. Mm-hmm. So we get there, get on the get on the ride, and and um, I had the ring in my pocket. My hand was in the pocket the whole time. I didn't have it in the box because I'm like, I didn't want her to see it in my pocket. So I had the, the ring single, and I'm thinking to myself, I cannot lose this ring, bro, on this in this water. Because if I do that, my life, I'm gonna cry, bro. I'm gonna cry. So I told dude, you know. I'm going to do it. And he said, when it gets to a certain spot, I'll start singing. Then when I stop singing, then that'll be your time, your, your cue. So he's singing like a deep, beautiful Italian song. Like his music. Was, I gave him my camera, which was an Android. I switched over from Apple to Android. Big mistake, y'all. So I got on one knee, told her, you know, how much I loved her and so forth and so on. How much she meant to me. She was crying. I gave her to her. She said, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Looking at the diamond, trying to make sure it's right. And um, Then I have you flash your camera light on it. Yeah, yeah, you sure did. But I remember prior to um, 
doing the gondola ride. Like we were waiting for the men to like, or the man to get the whole gondola set up for us and everything. And I remember I was going to, at the time, you know, Facebook check-ins was hot. So I was trying to check in. He's like, no, 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 don't do it. Don't, don't check in. I'm like, okay. He's like, I don't want nobody knowing where we at. But now I know because you didn't want people to say congratulations not prematurely. Not at all. So, um, <laughs> man. So the camera, the video of that, my phone, my Android phone messed up somehow. Just like literally, I went on the phone once and all my videos and pictures are gone. Yeah, I remember before you were... Uh, before the um, the pictures and the video got deleted from your Android, you were gonna remember you were gonna upload it to YouTube. The video I was wasn't to... it like a week before or something. Then all of a sudden, it just got deleted. Sad story, y'all. Sad story, but it is what it is. It is what it is. That's what you know. It's all about what's up there. We didn't get married for the video. We got married. Yeah, we didn't get married for the likes. We got married because of love, right? And I think that's big. It's really important because a lot of times you see people who, who do, you know, those um, public um, um, engagements or proposals. Um, I'm, I was going to do that. Then I remember talking to my dad and he was like, man, keep it private. I said, you know, you're right, bro. You're right. And um, I'm happy I did. I'm really happy I did. So we, we got, you know, I have a question for you, Ross. What was or what is your best memory of, of us before marriage? My best memories before marriage, honestly, is just being out in the South Bay. Like, and just like dating, free, no kids, no big bills like that. You know what I'm saying? But honestly, like, okay, like when I say South Bay, I'm, I'm talking like Long Beach area, just being out there. But then prior to you getting your apartment out in Long Beach, I enjoyed like, winter break being in the dorms our first winter break to what that was our first one yeah first winter break together being in the dorms and just like because you know a lot of people weren't in the dorms including your roommates so we would just be chilling in the dorms and i always like to um think of what was it that we were watching oh fresh prince of bel-air every time fresh prince of bel-air comes on i always think of like that time I had the coldest DVD collection. Yeah, like you had how many seasons of French, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? All of them. Was it all of them? And I had all the Martin. That's what I'm going to say. And then we binge watched Martin. Like, like take me back, man. I had, I had My DVD collection was cold. It still is cold because I, I always felt like every time I went to the mall, I was buying, or Best Buy, I was buying at least one or two DVDs. Or Walmart. Or Walmart. I was buying DVDs. I you had, always go to the dvd section or the entertainment section and do um but yeah best buy yes i remember we would just go to best buy to look at dvds yeah or go to uh blockbuster or hollywood video i had both of those cards so i thought i was the guy and i would buy the the dvds that they had for sale too i i I stayed with dvds i wasn't i wasn't playing with the dvds so my man my best memory of us that's a tough one before marriage because oh, that's so much fun. I think I used to like when when I lived in Long Beach and when we used to um, walk the beach, yeah, like together, like with the sunset and um, hold hands and, and and make plans and whisper uh, sweet nothings. So <laughs> what I was doing out there, you feel me? Um, so yeah, that the Long Beach time was was fun. I, I it was fun. I wasn't too far from the beach and. 
I think it was that was a good time. I think the reason why I love Long Beach so much because it reminded me of home. Yeah. To being out in San Diego. Yeah, so. I agree. I agree, and and I think I think those are good times. Um, our Vegas trip was a good. I was time. just gonna say that was. <laughs> Can we talk when you was on the slot machines? No, I don't. I don't gamble. Jesus don't allow that, girl. You're talking about so. <laughs> We're going to move on. She over trying to expose my past. It's my past, people. My past. So, uh, <laughs> just turned 21, y'all. Just turned 21. I was out there. I was out there. So, listen. Um, that's another episode, babe. Yeah, don't be trying to put me out there. You feel me? So, babe. Yes. Let's talk about this. What was your most memorable date? Okay. That's easy. I'm going to talk about the first thing that pops in my head. I wouldn't say, okay, it's the most memorable day. It's not saying it's my favorite, but most memorable day was when you tried taking me to some Cuban restaurant (sighs) in um, Hollywood. Yeah, y'all. I remember it being a Friday night. Was that for like anniversary? Yeah, it was in November. Yeah. It was cold. Yeah, so it was cold. Okay. And it was a Friday night, so everyone was out there. Even um, the dingy Spider-Mans and... I took a picture with me. It's musty, y'all. <laughs> the dingy Spider-Mans and Spongebob yeah. trying to get their uh, picture for a tip. Yeah, he, 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 he taxed me for that picture, Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I remember, like, getting lost. Yeah, I, I felt was, like I we were walking forever. I, so, here's the deal. The Cuban yeah. restaurant, let me just say this. I checked it out online and they had like pictures of like famous Cuban Americans that was there. Like the dude from Saved by the Bell, um, Eva Gangloria, was it Gloria or whatever? Gangloria. Yeah. She was pictures of pictures of her. So I'm thinking like, oh, this is legit. So I'm thinking I'm about to really do it up on her, right? And I we couldn't I couldn't find a place. I parked somewhere. Like we parked in like a parking garage. Yeah, like I paid for parking. Yeah, I remember that. And we was just really footing it. And throughout that whole walk, we came into account some things. So I don't know how I let you. No, no, I'm just saying. Like I remember just walking forever. And this is before um, smartphones had navigation. So, or this is before smartphones. Period with navigation. So we were footing it with a MapQuest printout. So it was no rerouting. (laughs) It was. I think we even asked like some homeless people maybe for help. That That wasn't me. Or do? Oh God! I don't know. But I remember the the homeless people were in the corner like using the restroom and stuff. I think the plan the plan was for us to because you've never been to Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah. And you never saw the stars. So the plan was to walk the stars, then to go to that. That uh, because I remember you always said I want to go to Hollywood. Why you never take me? I was like, all right, all right, pet. So we did that. Then you had to go. I forget what side street it was where there was no more stars. And the homeless people literally, um, God, I don't know how to say it. And I'm not, let's just say they were urinating. Not more than urinating, okay? okay. No. On the sidewalk, um, relieving themselves. And we literally had to step over that stuff, even step over people, right? It was bad. Yeah, um, it was so sad. And we couldn't get there. We got there and. I remember finally getting there. Long story short, we got there and the restaurant was extremely outdated. And it was like, it was, it was, it seemed like it was like we were, it was like part of a movie. 
Like it was, yeah, we walked in and it was like an old movie set. And there's like, sometimes, you know, like the old movie sets have like um, smoking in the restaurant. So there's like this film of like smoke in the air. So that was like how that restaurant was. Correct me if I'm wrong, though. I felt like the host of that restaurant was rude when we walked in. I'm pretty sure of it. Like, I believe it was, was it a man? It had to be a man. I think it was a man. I think it was a male. Can't recall. But I remember as soon as we stepped foot in the restaurant, he was like, we're closed. Yeah, bro. And 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 my whole thing is like, it was nothing like that online. The operational time was different. I mean, like I said, they were vibrant online. It was, it was, bro, it was, they hit me with the opie dope. Like I literally stepped in. It was like, I feel like those pictures and the time was from 10 years ago. Yeah. It was really that bad. I agree. But you know what, babe? You get an A for effort. Really because trying. because of you, I was able to see Hollywood. I mean, that's how everyone, you know, Hollywood story. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. And then, <laughs> then on our way back to the car, it was like this homeless guy we kept seeing. felt like he was following us. And Roz was spooked. I was like, he's not worried about us, babe. He's not worried about us. My head was still in the swivel, though. So we hop in the car. Where did we go to eat, Rob? We went back to the dorms and we stopped at Carson Mall and had Wingstop. Like, that seriously was like the best Wingstop I've ever had in my life. Like, it was, it was man. It was so Do you remember our flavors? It was a 20-piece, yep. lemon pepper, mm-hmm. barbecue, yes. and Cajun. Yes. Everything extra wet, extra seasoned on fries. Extra seasoned on the you fries. you want ranch, and I want honey mustard. Yeah. Those, those times, that don't those change. Are still, that's still our order. Classic. Um I think it was so good because we were so hungry. That that was like a trek. It was like literally a journey across the world. Because, you know, if you leave the South Bay to go to like L.A., L.A., I'm talking about Hollywood, that's a that's a mission. And this traffic was crazy that night, too. I remember we went back to my dorms after Ian Wingstop and my roommates had like a, a little get together because it was um two of their birthdays. Yeah. So, yeah, we kicked it. And then, yeah, that's all she wrote. So now we're married, and my my question would be, like, what do you think is our quote unquote secret? Our secret for our marriage? Yeah, to keep us going. We've been married for what seven years now, going on eight. Um, I would I would like to fancy that we have a happy marriage, um, a successful marriage. So, um, you know, the fact that God is our everything. You know, He is um, the center. Of it all, whether it's helping us um, love deep and forgive quickly, because I feel like we don't stay mad at one another. You know, like I can't even recall a time where I've been so upset with you where I don't talk to you. Like my thing is like if I'm upset with a Brandon, he knows when I'm upset. Right. So he'll try talking to me or mess with me. And I'll be like, we're not cool. And he's like, oh, that's how I know we could. Cause he- we're going to be cool. Right. And I'm just like, nah, man, we're not cool. Like, did you just forget? Like, I just like told you off. Like, leave me alone. Like, Brandon doesn't know how to leave me alone. I think you got that from me, though, because I don't hold grudges at all. I don't stay mad. So being mad is a waste of time for me. Like, I feel like it's literally a waste of time. So like literally what we call an argument, I guess you can call an argument, we'll be mad for like literally less than five minutes. I, I can't recall a time where we stayed and, and I can't really recall a time that we stayed mad or since we've been married, mad at each other over five to 10 minutes because I'm so quick to mess with her and apologize. Um, but what's my thing when you apologize? 
what you apologize for. Yeah, because you got that's I do that to little Brandon too. Like I'm a child. No, it's not about being a child. Like I just need to know, know if we're on the same page as why, like how how I feel. Like why am I like just I apologize? Okay, so what are you apologizing for? I need to know why you're apologizing to see if that's the reason why I'm upset or the reason why I felt offended or you know bothered. And so. I'm always on that page. So I I think I think what it is. What's really important for me, I think communication. I mean, when I say communication, honest communication, um, and 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 being real with one another, and and a lot of times being real with yourself too. A lot of times, you you get in a relationship and you're not having honest communication because you're afraid that you're gonna like push them away. But if you're not having that honest communication, you're not really getting close to one another. That's good, and you know, um. Just being together for 14 years, I felt like that allowed us to develop a solid friendship, which allowed our relationship to be solidified and support. Yeah, I think before we got married, I mean, we I think before we got married, we dated for what? um, How many years? Like Four years? Five years? We got married 2013. 13. So that's five years. Almost six and a half years. Six and a half, yeah. Yeah, so we we really like saw the up and downs. We grew together. We matured. We made mistakes um, and learned from them. And we we didn't rush into it, right? And we really built like a solid friendship. And I think one another thing is expectation. A lot of times people have silent expectations of someone where you don't communicate with them what your expectations may be. And when they make that mistake or they overstep that boundary, you get upset and blow up and they have no clue why you blew up. But if you had those expectations, what you like expect from one another um, before walking into the relationship, marriage, I think once if you do that and you agree upon those those expectations, then it's it's an easier conversation. And I, and I, I think what happens is we just think since you know, we're raised in different households, we have different expectations and you just expect everyone to have the same expectations. Oh, they should have known better. They don't know better until you speak to them, communicate with them. And I think that's what we did really good before we, we got in. We, we, we talked about what we expected in our relationship in terms of family, Finance. finances, all those things. I think we had a full plan before we said, I do. And I, I think that's really important. I mean, if you're not doing that, um, I mean, you can't, you can't, you can't prepare for everything because life just throws stuff at you. Yeah. But you could try to get ready, and I think that's what we were trying to do. Um, and and it's really worked out. That friendship, that expectation, that communication, that love, and meeting in the middle. Our middle meeting point, like she says, is God, Christ. I mean. That's our middle. That's where we meet at the table. No matter what's going on, no matter how much we disagree, that's where we meet. One thing we agree at. Exactly. And I think I see you as my partner, like even partner where you make me a better person. Um, Not saying without you, I'm nothing, but I'm saying with you, I am better. Um, So, you know, I think I'm imperfect, but you you help me get to the closest thing to perfection together. So we need each other. And I understand that, that I'm not good at some things that you're good at and I'm good at some things that you, you're not. So I think we, it's like that, that puzzle piece and, uh, you fit me perfect, baby. Thanks. Um, but just going back to like your partner being your best friend, like genuinely being your best friend means that their wins are your wins, Mm -hmm. you know? And, um, when like something affects you, it affects me too, unfortunately, you know what I'm saying? So we just have to like 
we're one. Be one. Yeah, just be one. And it's easier to become a unit when you have that solid foundation stemming from a sincere place of love. Um, Also, the fact that we've matured together over the past 14 years, we have a history of memories together um, that strengthens our marriage. I mean, not all the memories we have are fun and laughing memories, but fortunately, those memories are um, the ones that aren't so good. The bad ones, they are um, lessons to be learned or, you know, testimonies, you know, and um, knowing that we experience so much together like that, that keeps us solid. And I think that long time of us dating allowed for like mistakes and grace and stuff like that, that I won't make those mistakes in the marriage that I met, that I made when we we're dating. Cause I learned from them. Um, You've matured. Yeah. Matured. And we matured together. I, I think another um, thing that we should talk about is, you know, death to your part, sickness and health, right? Rich or poor. That's, that's what we, that's what you sign up for. Right. And a lot of times you don't realize all this could really happen. And um, for us, we we are. I think our hardest time has been um, your health. Yeah. Um, um. So yeah. Um. I think um, I didn't come in, you know, expecting health issues. I mean, but I came in expecting to love you. You know, um, no matter what, and and it was a challenging time. I remember. Um, we didn't know what was going on with your body. Um, you just had all this stuff happening and all these tests were kept being run. And, you know, you kept going to the ER and um, then you ended up staying with your mama. You lost a lot of weight. Right. And I was teaching and I was it was I think this about to be going into the sixth period of the day. And you called me and you said that the, they called and they said they want to admit you into the hospital. And I felt like the like the wind was knocked out of me. And I'm about to have these kids walk into class and I'm the happy, you know, energized teacher. So I had to keep that, you know what I mean? I felt kind of guilty too, because I, I felt like I wasn't there for you enough. You know what I mean? Like I, um, I don't know. It was just, I didn't, I felt like I could have, I could have done more at the time. Like that, like beforehand when you're complaining about your body and I was just telling you, you're going to be okay. You're going to be all right. Just shake it off type stuff. Um, and that wasn't the case, you know? So you spent three days in the hospital and they didn't know what was wrong. And we found out it was um, Steele's disease. Um, and it kept progressing, kept progressing to a point where you had to have uh, two hip replacements. Bilateral, yeah. Bilateral. Um, so much pain you and you couldn't walk. Um, couldn't do a lot for yourself for a while. Um, and doing all this with having a son at a time. So you you did your thing, Roz. Um, you did your thing, babe. I love you for that. Um, and you know, it's crazy because I was reading a study on um, WebMD that showed that marriages in which one spouse has an illness um, are more likely to fail if the spouses are young of age. Yeah. You know, um, but with lots of prayer and um, communication, we were able to get through it. Yeah, I was 29, 30 years old. So I just felt like for me, I mean, I made this this promise to my wife and to God. And I really feel like 
a lot of times people look for situations to get out. You know what I mean? To dictate their love, that their love has to always be perfect. Like everything has to be perfect for you to stay in love and for you to stay with this person. Um, and you have to be a hundred percent happy. I wasn't, I'm not saying I was unhappy, but there's moments where I felt like, God, this is tough. Right. Um, and I, I think tough moments create like great opportunities, right? And it really shows who's who. I was like, just about to say tough moments also shows true character. Yeah, exactly. You showed your true character, baby. You did too. Well. Show me that you love me so much. Man, you got me, <laughs> you got me, got me in my feelings. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the crazy thing is that, you know, like I always say, pressure does two things, create diamonds or, or burst pipes. And for us, I think it created diamonds. It's not easy, and but... It didn't seem extremely hard at the same time because I was in love. I'm in love, so I, I feel like love covers a multitude of things, right? That's biblical, and I really feel like it. I didn't. It wasn't as hard as it should have been, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I feel like my illness didn't consume our marriage, but um, we also talked about my illness. You know, we also had that communication about my illness. You told me to. Um, or you encourage me to be vocal about my needs and wants and stuff like that. Like, let me know what you need, Roz, instead of just, cause sometimes we'll be silent in our needs and just expect someone to know what we need. You know what I'm saying? And then, um, like you're not a mind reader. So I had to be vocal. Cause you know me, I've, I've always been like, um, independent as far as like, you know, cleaning my house and doing all that. So if I'm seeing something that I'm not liking, like I would be upset and sometimes, you know, unfortunately take it out on you but I wasn't vocal in letting you know like hey babe you know can you maybe mop you know what I'm saying but now you know I have no problem in asking hey babe I need you to she asks me all the time (laughs) but I mean we didn't let my illness consume our like I said consume our our marriage but we also talked about it we had that open communication so I guess you could say we found like a middle ground yeah Yeah. definitely I mean for me I, I just knew First and foremost, me being your husband, my idea is we're partners and whatever you can't do, I got to pick up the slack. You know what I mean? Um, there's no, this is your gender role, so I'm not, I'm not washing dishes. That, that don't, that doesn't jive here. That doesn't work here. Um, so I knew I, I had to do more. Um, I was working a lot at school. I just started teaching and all this stuff and I was putting in hours and helping, but and still smiling. Like, I remember when the kids came in, when I found out about the, I, I smiled, I gave them the dabs, I laughed and all that good stuff. And they didn't know I'm just going through it. And even that whole rest of that year and the next year and the, with the hip replacement, all that stuff, like you, I learned you have to really be able to um, hold, hold things separate, if that makes sense, and be able to still perform and still be able to do what you have to Um and so now, like they say in charge, leave it at the dog. That's what you did. Yeah. And then, you know, sometimes we're hyper emotional yeah. and it messes up our focus. And I knew I had to get the job done. My job was work and also taking care of my wife, and my kid, my son at the time. So I just I just knew um, if I was going to be a good husband, a good father, it has to be some obstacles. It has to be difficult times because everything can't be the the picture perfect movie. And if that is the case, that's not real life. Um and you can't you can't jump out of the roller coaster because it's getting scary because where are you going to land? So you got to you got to stay. So I stayed, you know, buckled up and just threw my hands up and enjoyed the ride and did the best I could. Um, with that being said, Roz, you know, 
how is um, life different since having, you know, now we have two kids? Like, how is marriage different with two kids? Um, I wouldn't say it's different. No, I'm just kidding. It's definitely different. But it's like, it's us, but with plus two. <laughs> Our two little bro- our two little broke friends. Two broke best friends that always ask for stuff. Man, especially little Brandon. Jesus Christ. Man. I, I, I think for me, it was like, um, as a husband, I mean, I was used to getting like 100% of your attention. But most people say, oh, you're going to have a problem with that. I really didn't like trip because... I'm just, I'm an infatuated with our sons. Like, especially, you know, especially when I had our first one, uh, it was the same with the second one. I was just like, I was just like, I'm, I'm enamored by them. Like, it's not, I don't know what it is. It's like, I'd do anything for them. I've gotten so much more sensitive um, in terms of like, like just like thinking about like these two heartbeats. You know what I mean? They're everything to me, my boy. So, and, and don't get me wrong. You have to, be able to separate the kids from the marriage, meaning like you still have to have the relationship. You still have to have fun. And it was difficult for us because you, you were hurt and sick for so long and couldn't do much, but we still try to like, you know, have booby nights and do stuff like that. Um, Then once she started getting better, we take our trips um, hey, shout out to um, moms and pops. Oh yeah, for watching them. Yeah, being they, around the corner. Shout around out the corner, to y'all. Man. Yeah, God bless our, our built-in babysitters. <laughs> Big up to the babysitters. Right. Um, and I think it's really important to do that—that that you still cultivate that relationship, but recognize that you still have to cultivate the relationship with the children as well. So it, it's it's you know it's different type of love, it's different type of relationship, but you make it work. Um, yeah, it's definitely a doable balance. Right? Definitely doable. And I think it's, it's, it's worth it because they, they give so much to us, so much joy. Um, and that, and for me, when I look at them, I, I just look up, look at like your sacrifice. Cause I was there for both. And it was tough with the second child because it was during COVID. Cause I was used to going to every single doctor appointment. Anytime you stepped in the, in the doctor appointment, I was right there. Cause that's just, that's how little Brandon be. with little Brandon as well. Yeah. Yes. That's what I wanted to do. Then COVID, told me I couldn't do it anymore. I had to wait in the, wait in the car and I hated it. But um, it, I think, I mean, children is beautiful. I think it's a, it's an extension, but make sure when you have these kids that your relationship with your significant other is where it needs to be. You can't save a marriage with a, with a kid. It enhances a good marriage, um, but it will put stress on one. It will put stress on all, but that those, those stress cracks would really show when you're just having a child just to keep the relationship going and a child doesn't keep anybody. Yeah. I just want to like take this time out to just say, thank you. Thank you for being the best dad, babe. Like you are like an overall team player when it comes to parenting. And I'm like forever grateful. I'm forever grateful. Your sons, like your sons truly love you. Um, you can even tell in their little eyes when they look at, especially Bryson. You know, well, little B, he'll he'll tell you verbally, but Bryson, his little eyes just light up with his big old smile, like he loves his daddy. And um, you know, shout out to all the dads out there that show up for their kids. But um, after having both babies, um, like or with excuse me, having both babies, like you were there for me both times. You know, like you said like throughout the pregnancy, after the pregnancy, you know, and um, 
I always wondered like why or how relationships wouldn't work like after a baby. And now I know because like that whole postpartum stage of after having a baby, it's real, you know, it's real. And um, like you said, if your relationship isn't solid, that's not going to be something, you know, that's not going to be something good to like mix in with, you know, a marriage that's not that's not solid. So um, if like your partner is insensitive to the fact that um, their their wife or their significant other um, has to like. Like after having a baby, you have to learn to love yourself all over again. On the second hand, you have to also learn to love a new little person, a new baby. You know, you have to learn to be a new mom. With Lil B, I had to learn to be a new mom. With Bryson, I had to learn to be a mom of two. And real quick, dad, step up. Make sure you're changing diapers. Make sure you feed and make sure you're doing those things because if you're not... It's not all for the mom to do. So, and yeah, that's what I'm saying. You a team player. But I'm just saying, like, these are, like, vital moments that that can determine the depth of a relationship or a marriage. Yeah. So, um, I'm just so grateful for your attention, your reinsurance, and your understanding during that time. Because, I mean, you know, we didn't know what to expect with little Brandon because we that was our first pregnancy. And we didn't know what to expect with Bryson because it was our first pregnancy during a pandemic. Yeah. But you were there. You reassured me. Wow. You let me know that I'm going to be good both pregnancies and you stood by my side. You really out here trying to make me cry on, on this. Um, I had to wipe away one, bro. She really laying it on thick and looking at me while I'm saying this stuff. This is tough. So, Roz, yeah. if I can ask you, this is just I'm off topic. What TV couple do you think we're most like? Uh, I would say um, it had to be Marnie and Gina. Of course. Me and Rod. I've heard people say that. People have told us that before, yeah. though. We literally joke on each other hard. All the time. We have roasting sessions. <sighs> roasting sessions for hours. And it, 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 it gets intense. It is serious. Because Roz knows like my weak spots. and You know mine. Yeah, but I'll wait to bring him up. Roz will hit me with it right away. <clears throat> Feel that. Like, damn. You gonna really talk about me like that? Okay, okay, I see where you're going. But um, we do that and we just have fun with each other. Like, it, I think that's part of a, being best friends is like making fun of each other. Um, and my last question, and and we're gonna end with this: What is love to you? Healthy love to me is security. Um, love is feeling secure. You know, like when I'm with you, I feel secure. Like you're my safe place. You know, like I know, like when I'm with you, nothing is going to happen to me. I, you know, physically, emotionally, all that. I know you've got me. So, um, love is having a companion, a best friend. You're my best friend. You're my partner. You're my sounding board. You're my cheerleader. You're my advisor. Even though some of the advice you give me, I, I, I don't want to hear, but. <laughs> It'd be the right one. But it'd be right. And you're my cuddle buddy. You know what I'm saying? So through every avenue in this journey of life, like these are all important, like I feel aspects of of what healthy love is. Okay. I mean you kinda took all what I would say myself, you feel me? But uh, I'll just say this. Um love is powerful. You know what I mean? It's it's the bedrock of everything right what you do things for um and i I think what love is all about 
is sacrifice as well, compromise, um, but also being willing to um, be a part of someone else's life um, and them being a part of yours, that you don't shrink or you don't lose yourself in them, but you gain who you are more with them, if that makes sense. So they're they're addition to you. Yeah, they make you better. Yeah, there's no subtraction. I feel like it's multiplying, really. Like, Ooh, like, uh, look at you. I do math here and there. And I think it's really important to realize that um, love is a strong feeling, um, but it's a feeling that is more than just emotion. It has to be something that you think through, right? Good love makes you think better, right? Good love makes you a better person. Good love makes you make better decisions, right? Um, I love my wife so much, my kids so much that I'm going to make a better decision for myself and one that I know that will affect all of us. Right. Um, and it makes you less selfish. Right. That's what love real love is like. You're not selfish anymore that you you take into account all the people that you love, especially when it comes to my wife. Um, so for me, if you got a problem with my wife or something like that, you got a problem with me. Um, and that's why. I, I hold you to such a high esteem because I, I see that um, biblically speaking, we're one. So I'm going to treat you as such. So I'm going to treat you as how I would like to be treated and, and then some. Um, so that's that's real love for me. Um, and of course, with all the stuff you added on. But yeah, that's 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 it. So thank you, Roz, for being here. Um, I love you, babe. Love you, too. Thank you for having me. Welcome to another Be Inspired moment. And I want to talk about being thankful. With Thanksgiving being right around the corner, I think it's the perfect time to talk about it. Sometimes we compare our lives and we think about what we don't have and we forget and neglect what we do. I really truly believe that your life becomes much greater when you are grateful with what you have already and maximize what you have. Being thankful recognizes that you may not have it all, but you have everything you need right now. You may not have what you desire, but you have what is perfectly made for you now. So take a step back and understand that you have much more than you realize. So take a step back, enjoy what you have, be appreciative of what you have, and maximize that, and give your loved ones a hug and let them know you're thankful. I want to say my final thoughts. That love is strong, trust is fragile, friendships can last forever. So if you can combine those three, I truly believe you can have an amazing relationship with your significant other. I've learned so much from my wife, and I continue to learn from her, and I hope she's learning from me as well. We're best friends. We're partners. She's everything I need. So with that being said, Make sure you let your loved one know, your, your spouse, your husband, your wife, that you love them and you appreciate them. With that being said, there's no bad days, only bad moments. You decide. So decide to have a good day and don't let external moments dictate how your yeah. day is becoming. Let's go. Happy Thanksgiving. came a long way, that's what the songs say, and I could do all things, I could do all things, yeah, I could do all things, yeah, yeah, we came a long way.